You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. You heard right. You're here with Beth and Greg. That's Beth, and I'm Greg. Hope you're doing okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do an that's impression Beth. of you. you. You go, that's Beth, and I'm Greg. <laughs> like, I did anything. Yeah, They can't see me, remember? They can't see me. That's Beth in the corner losing her religion. <laughs> there you go. Look at you pulling out song lyrics. So oh proud my God. of you. Well, it's funny, and I didn't mean to do that, but here we are talking about song lyrics, and that, that's our big episode Oh, yeah. Today. Look at you. And it's an, on and I, topic. And I didn't plan this, but other podcasts, okay. too, is an episode on episode lyrics like truly didn't even think of it because that one we recorded like a month ago we always, we're always super ahead when we record those oh, um, yeah. so yeah. that's the not there's non-disney lyrics and, and not kid that's not family friendly lyrics that we're sharing you hear a lot i'm cursing quite a bit on that one but um anyway here it's all disney lyrics we're talking about in and out of the park mm-hmm. because i'm sure you've heard some things along the way and maybe you thought you heard it correctly or you didn't hear it correctly Let's just say I've learned some things just from looking at our notes. Good. And I'll tell you what I've mispronounced. Okay. Thinking that they said. So I'm excited to get into that. Um, Um, But first, let's talk about some Moana stuff because you got to do some, what is it called? Journey of Water things. And I want to hear about it. Yeah. You know what? You Because this is what, like your fourth time doing it? Okay. That's what I was going (laughs) to say. I feel like at some point, maybe someone's going to be tired of me uh, hearing me talk about the Journey of Water attraction, but it's still pretty new. It's new. It's new to Greg and it's new to, I mean, it's new to everybody, right? So, um, you know, and I I don't want to flood, right, the the feeds with things. So I'm trying not Mm -hmm. to post too many things, but, you know, I went with my real camera, which is why I posted some like more Mm -hmm. high res photos and stuff because I actually went there with my real camera and took some photos, but we closed it down. So we were in the attraction as the park was closing. And just like with most things, you know, as things tend to close and you're the last let into an attraction, um, you know, it's usually a different type of experience. And I think in general, nighttime is the vibe for, for this attraction. There's nothing wrong with it during the day. At least I think I haven't been during the day. I've seen pictures, but I've only been going the two times I've gone. I've gone at as like the sun sets. And mm-hmm. if you're wondering, um, yes, I'll be there later again this week. Hey man, I don't know what to tell you. No, I was like, and you're going again this week. I'm going again, and then I'll be going again the following weekend too. But do you feel like there's not a lot of shade, and so it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like that's where I feel like it would be better in the nighttime, just because you can see more, and there's like not a ton of shade. Well, I I do think there are some real pros of the day in terms of things you can see, because it does get a little harder to see some of like the Mm. the rock work and stuff. Which you're like, Greg, why do you care about the rock work? Well, there are so many characters and other like hidden easter egg type things all like mm-hmm. truly throughout the entire attraction we wound up talking to a cast member who also happened to be from long island and he just was telling us like he asked us go did you see maui did you see ray did you see pua and hey hey yes 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 mm-hmm. what about um uh maui and i was like yeah well i saw his hook and he pointed and he's like no there's more than his hook i'm like oh shoot i can't believe i didn't see the rest of it mm-hmm. And then he said, there's also Maui's hook elsewhere. So just the hook, no Maui somewhere else. Mm. You can also mm-hmm. see in the rock works, again, as you're, as you're walking around um, Moana's boat with like, you know, the symbol on the sail, there's some starfish, mm-hmm. there's turtles. He has heard legend claim hearsay or heresy of there being a hidden Mickey in the attraction, but he did not know where it was. 
Um, if you saw the photo I posted on my uh, personal ins- Instagram account, like the way that the light looks in a lamp looks like it could be Mickey, but that's not it. I think that's just the mm. way the light bulbs okay. are positioned in the thing. Because it's like a, it's an almost Mickey. It's like a barely there Mickey. Yeah. I also saw, um, did you see Dapper Danielle's video about the hidden fish that's in the short, that's in the digital short? No. So there's like a, there's a, a digital short that they did of Moana. Um, and there's this, like, it's basically around this fish character and that's in like one of the little water things. She posted oh, a video about it. I so when you go this week, yeah. <laughs> go back to, go back to her video and look at it. Um, cause it wasn't that long ago, Okay. but she posted all about it, um, that it's in there. It's like kind of underneath a water section, but it's from that specific oh. digital short. I just can't remember what the name of it is, but it's a fish. Um, good stuff. We were there, like I mentioned, as the park was closing, which means there were fireworks going off in the background. So where we were, which is the mm. end of the attraction, the end of the water cycle, and yeah. um, you see the fireworks coming up from World Showcase Lagoon, just like just clearing the trees in this section. So you get a little Moana with some fireworks in the background. So you see the beams yeah. of the, the water, like the, the water kind of dancing, coming to life. And cool. then in the background, you see fireworks. And it was really like... Truth be like so cool. So I it's think it's like your new favorite spot to watch fireworks. Well, I mean, you can like, <laughs> yes, if you like don't really want to see this moment because you can only see that like the yeah. top half of them. They just the come over ones. the trees. But like, it's so cool because you're, you're getting mm-hmm. like a lot of stimulation and yeah. they're just different, different things. Obviously would recommend standing around World Showcase Lagoon if you'd like to mm-hmm. see that. But it was a cool, like just a, like an, an alternate thing, kind of like, you know, watching them from the Little Mermaid queue in uh, magic kingdom like watching happily rafter like it's different you can't see everything you can't see the stuff from the castle but like right. it's such like a just a different type of thing so as our new fireworks show starts later this year i say our like i have anything to do with it greg did not help build this new fireworks show coming in december you um, you you had the will you really wanted it to happen you know I did. So you're part of that yeah i like epcot forever but i would like a new permanent show and yeah. um so some a little recommendation for you uh, i don't know what the fireworks will be like in the new show but in current epcot forever you can see the fireworks come up over the trees and it was a, a nice moment some great nighttime photo opportunities there if you can take a nighttime photo if you want a little moana as well as fireworks in the background it would be um, cool if they had like a in the new show there was kind of like a little moana section mm. and they did like the hook like they do at um, magic kingdom and you could see it from the moana <gasps> oh. attraction <gasps> Disney, I know you're listening. Write Listen. it down. Write it down. Write, write it down. Get that firework over there. I know you got copies of it. <laughs> I'm also really curious how they like make those. It's magic, Beth. <sighs> Someone waves magic. their wand. There's pixie dust, and then they have a I shaped feel like firework. I'm gonna be, I feel like I'm going to be in like a total rabbit hole about those later on. But anyways, um, I'll let you know if, I've, if I learn anything. <laughs> um, and then one last thing before we get to our big top. That's short for mm-hmm. big topic of the episode. <laughs> Um, I have a little staycation coming up, which we'll be talking about next week. And um, I won't say where here, but I mean, you'll find out by the time you hear this episode. Um, oh. We're staying in a room that uh, I've never stayed in before in a part of a resort that I've also never stayed in before. And I'm really excited mm. about it. So uh, next week, I'll talk about secret. our staycation where we'll be in the parks for a few days. I'm sure we'll be either trying new things or um, trying out you know, certain services mm-hmm. that are available on the app. And uh, and next week, you'll hear once again about Moana. Pro- the honestly, of I probably will <laughs> on have something On this world new. tour, on Greg's world tour of Moana. Listen, if I can't believe I told you something that you didn't know about it. So I'm really disappointed in you. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm learning here. I'm learning. 
Okay, but well, I at least I'm giving you something else to look for yes. when you go this week. So you can be like, oh, okay, I learned a new thing. I think that's so. maybe the best part. So don't get me wrong. Interacting with the water is cool, but it's one of those things yeah. where you can just go on the hunt for things and you will find well, and stuff. And it's your job to find out if there is a hidden Mickey, which there has to be. There's I mean, like, come on. Be. There's got to be. We just got to figure out what it is. So there's lots of music around the parks and outside of the parks. And maybe you've caught yourself singing along to something. And then maybe you heard someone else singing the song. And you're like, wait, the words that they said were different right. than the words that I said. What's what's happening here? And um, I don't know. I think I was running one day. And I um, I'm usually if I'm doing a longer run, I have Disney music playing right here because obviously... And they're usually, in case you're wondering, anybody, everybody, it's either a, a parade soundtrack playlist mm-hmm. or a firework soundtrack playlist, depending on where I am in my in my journey. So every now and then, like a song head? would come on, absolutely. And you know when, like, you have headphones in, you can hear at least I can hear. I feel like I hear the lyrics sometimes, or if I'm like really like dialed in, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, it like just hit me. What that says? Yes, actually, you know what? This isn't even on my list. Can we start? This is. I just remembered what the real inspiration for this was. It okay. was um, Want to Be Like You from uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jungle Book, Jungle right? Book. Because, th- and I don't, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, okay? But I, for whatever reason, the lyrics were just like going directly into my brain at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he wants to be like you, the human, because he's already reached the top of his like species, of, of his animal group, of his animal kingdom. And the only way to move up from there is to become a human. It's like, oh, that's he what this whole song is about. He also says he wants to walk like you and talk like you, but he's doing that in the song. Isn't that weird how that works out? Sometimes <laughs> self-awareness is key, everybody. Sometimes you got to act yeah. like the role you want to be in. I guess. I so that's what I was like, oh, I bet you there's other things. And I feel kind of dumb for not really putting those two things together. But again, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Um, then I just got to thinking, like, I'm sure there's songs around property that you hear that like, there's no way that I knew what this was. So we've done some research well, for you, you think all. about a lot of the music has, was written in like, you know, a long time ago. A long ago. time ago, yeah. Like 60s and 70s, and you're like, what is that? Yes. In 2023, we're not so hip with the jive on the, the words. You know what I mean? Hip with hip to the jive with the words. <laughs> hip, to, hip to the jive with the words. Um, okay. Like, is so that what the kids are calling it these days? The kids are lighting up TikTok with saying phrases like hip <laughs> to the jive of the words. Uh, okay, I want to start, if All it's right. okay with everybody, if I have your permission to proceed. I'm assuming that I do. Obviously. Um, I'd like yes, to start do. with one that I think many people might not know about, although they may have heard the song. You've probably wondered what the deal is about the Blood <laughs> on the Saddle song in oh, The gosh, Country Bear yes. Jamboree, which is an interesting thing to talk about now because we have heard, as we talked about in last week's episode, that the ride is getting, a, the uh, attraction is getting a refresh. It's a brand new act starting next year, sometime next year. But anyway, for now, you can hear Blood on the Saddle. A very small portion of, of the show is the Blood on the Saddle ditty. And um, and it'll play that way. And and I'm sure, you know, if you, get, if you get there after this attraction has been re- refreshed, just pull up the old YouTube. Watch mm-hmm. the 12-minute yeah. version of Country Bear Jamboree before, you know, or if you can find the one that existed before they shortened the show. Anyway. Right. So um, this is the song that as it starts, like, and Big Al comes out, you get a little like pop of a reaction out of the crowd. There, People get excited for some reason. And I would like to say I am one of those people. I, and I don't know the reason. We just get so amped. 
that blood on the saddle. This is when Greg throws his underwear on the stage. And that's even if I'm and if I'm not wearing it, I'll have to throw someone else's underwear. It gets very sure. complicated. Someone else's <laughs> when underwear. we're watching the country bear. Sorry, Nicole. Oops. Um, <clears throat> so if you're unfamiliar, allow me to just just share a, shed a little light on the blood on the saddle song because if you've heard it, you know some of these things. So we're all sitting there listening to Big Al, and his his lines are. I'm not. I'm not going to sing it. Okay. There was blood on the saddle. Blood all there around. There was blood. <laughs> blood all around, and a great big puddle of blood on the ground. And then, like, he does this little like heh, laugh thing, and then boom, it's over. Like that's the whole song. So I had heard through um, some friends, coworkers that have worked at this attraction or in the area that have told me why there's blood on the saddle. And the theory that I had heard does not line up with what I'm about to tell you. So yeah. allow this to be one school of thought as okay. to why there's blood on the saddle. And I feel like this should, should be the winner of the schools of thought because it goes straight back to the person who wrote and sang the song originally, which is not okay. Disney. This is not a Disney original song. Oh. There was a uh, country singer named Tex Ritter. If you're trying to figure out his genealogy here or his family tree, he is father of Jason Ritter, not Jason. Yeah, right. Who am I thinking mm-hmm. of? John Ritter. Sorry. Father of John, John Ritter. Ritter from like the Three's Company and or mm-hmm. Problem Child, if that's the movie reference you want. Yes. Um, and then he has, uh, I think, two sons, uh, Jason and the other guy. I can't remember now. Um, Jason Ta- is the one that's acting now. Yes. That looks just, just like, like his dad. Yes. Yeah. So this country singer, Tex Ritter, by the way, what a great name. Uh, he performed this song and it's the whole song. In other words, after the there was blood on the saddle, blood all around, and a great big puddle of blood on oh. the ground, there are more lyrics that further mm. explain the scene. So, of course, I brought a clip for yes. you all. So I'll play it, and then we'll dissect what he actually says on this full version of Blood on the Saddle. So, um, to reiterate, oh, pity the cowboy, all bloody and red, a Mm -hmm. bronco fell on him and mashed in his head. And that's why there's blood on the saddle, blood all around, and a great big puddle of blood on the ground. On the ground. Okay, well, that makes sense. Isn't that weird? I don't, this is one of those things where I don't feel any better having heard the explanation, right? Like, Well, it's like, what is the story behind... Who knew someone that was like, oh, you got, this has to be a song in this. Yes. Are you writing this? Like, Did you see this? You better write this country, down. Wait, <laughs> you're doing a country bear jamboree? Oh my God, you got to do the song. You got to do the song. Yeah, People, why this They won't really song? know what it means, but it's going to be amazing. But basically, so the reason that there's blood on the saddle and blood on the ground is because a cowboy got kicked by a bronco. Because his kappa got detated. Listen. His kappa uh, was detated. A bronco fell on him and mashed in his head. That's very <laughs> great. Like. It's graphic, so I get I understand why they eliminated that line from the song, but why have the song at all? The whole thing is weird. 
I know. But now it's such a cult classic that I'm like, Disney, you know, people are going to be real mad about that. So I'm curious if they were going to like, you know, just do a different rendition of it. I mean, Maybe we... a longer rendition of it because clearly um, whatever Ritter was like a country music singer back in the day. I don't know. Like, where did that even, you know yeah, what I mean? I don't know how successful Tex Ritter was. If this was the, the genre. Successful of the... enough that Disney put his song in it's the true. Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, right. He was chosen. <laughs> he was the, the chosen one, you could say, for this but particular segment. This is a fun fact for you to learn here so that you can go throw it in a cast member's face next time you go to Country yeah, Bear well, Jamboree. Actually, blah, 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 blah. Oh, do you know why there's blood on the saddle? Because now I do. <laughs> I had heard that it was because the spurs on the cowboy's boots dug in to no. the horse, which that I didn't really like that. That wouldn't really get on that. the saddle, though. That wouldn't well, really get on the saddle. I didn't like that because that, that implied that the horse was was getting injured. Yeah. And I like the idea of the human getting injured because yeah. the yeah. horse is just being the a horse, horse. Right? Right. The horse um, is horsing. The, yeah, they're just straight horse, up horsing 24-7. Horse, is horse. horse he's, he <laughs> is being accused of horseplay all the time. And uh, and that's what he got. You play with a horse, you're going to oh, get stomped so. on. So Yeah, that was a good one. That's why I stopped oh, playing God. with horses. Do you want me to move to my haunted mansion? Yes. Okay. I have one from Haunted Mansion and one from Pirates. So Ooh. we're going to do... We're going to do the Haunted Mansion one. Do you want to play the clip first? Yes. So Let's here's a, a, a little clip that Beth will dissect. Shrouded in a darkish hide. Grim getting ghosts come out and tell the lies. Okay, Daft Disguise. There's actually a lot in this song that I was like, yeah, I don't know what like half this stuff means. <laughs> so I looked up, um, so there's like three things here that we're going to look at. Daft Disguise, we're going to look at Nell, and we're going to look at Requiem Bell. Oh. So Daft Disguise... Basically, daft means silly or foolish. So what they're saying there is that they're shrouded in silly disguises. Oh, foolish, like a foolish mortal, maybe? Maybe, yeah. So like foolish and silly disguises there. So that one's for deft. Daft, I mean. Um, right. And then I think the Nell and Requiem Bell are the same. Yeah, so same here's, a, here's that okay. part of that song. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, restless bones Then begin to harmonize. Okay, so knell and requiem, it's like when you hear the knell of a requiem bell. Mm -hmm. So a knell is the sound of a bell, especially when rung solemnly for a death or a funeral. That's what knell means. And then a requiem bell. So requiem is, especially in the Roman Catholic Church, it's a mass for the repose of the souls of the dead. Oh, so using that in a sentence, the requiem was held for the dead queen. Um, it's like, or a musical composition setting parts of a requiem mass or of a similar character. So when you hear the knell of a requiem bell, it's like when you hear the sounds of the bell rung solemnly for death, the requiem requiem part is like the, um, basically like a musical composition for that. And that's when the ghosts come out and try to sing like a barbershop quartet and harmonize. Much. That's when they begin to harmonize. Yeah. So I feel like there was more we could do with the song, but I was like, I'm going to pick a few out of this one because it's pretty quickly. But, you know, we sing that song over and over again, especially in the like graveyard scene of yeah. the of the Haunted Mansion. And it's like, what are all these words mean? I don't even know. Yeah, there's some vocab words in there. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like a little bit of a nerd having heard the word Nell before, but it's really yeah. one of those words that just isn't used in our like everyday life. Yeah. I guess unless you're singing the lyrics to the Haunted and Mansion, right? it's K-N-E-L-L, -L, not like N-E-L-L, -L, like the movie with Jodie Foster. Tay oh, and the wind, Tay and the wind. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> You've never seen Nell? I guess I have not. With Jodie Foster? Oh, Greg, you need it. You need it. 
to watch that movie. This is a comedy? Am I going to laugh? Um, You're going to laugh, but it's not a comedy. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a sad story, but oh, okay. um, it's a really good movie. But anyways, Tay and Dewey and... Is it about Anyone who's listening... No. Anyone who's listening, they know what I'm talking about. Okay. Tay and Bay and Tay and Bay. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think Jodie Foster won like an Oscar for it or something. Of course she did. Pretty sure she she? won some kind of award for it. Anyways, uh, it's K-N-E-L-L. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I've got for The Haunted Manchan. All right. Let's move over to New Fantasyland. There is an attraction there. The Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid. Special side note here. I finally watched the live action Little Mermaid this weekend. Me too. And I enjoyed I it. We were watching it at the same time. Oh, I hated it. I thought it was terrible. What? <laughs> it just, I don't, listen, I am a girl who was born in 1985 and this movie came Old. out in 1989. This is my, mm. like, you know. This is like my era. I'm You're... the Little Mermaid era, and this okay. is not it, honey. I'm sorry. Okay. It's this not just it, honey. ain't it. It's just ain't it. She ain't the one. I just, I don't know. I didn't like the story that they were doing. The acting was meh, and Under the Sea was kind of meh. <laughs> I just wasn't my favorite. Okay. So I'm just going to throw that out there, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm just sorry that I'm going to poo-poo on it. Poop? It was, She's poo-pooing. I better get out an umbrella. There are other live actions out. that I loved. I love Cinderella. I love Beauty and the Beast. This just ain't it for me, Okay. Okay. So what she's saying there. is she has the capacity to love everybody, but she doesn't love this movie. <laughs> okay, sorry. Side, that was a side note. Back to the Under the Sea attraction, The Journey <laughs> yeah. of the Little Mermaid in Magic Kingdom's New Fantasy Land. Mm-hmm. There are two, well, there's more than that, but let's focus on two iconic Little Mermaid songs that are featured in this attraction. And I genuinely did not know some of the lyrics to the Under the Sea song. Mm-hmm. Until I looked them up, and it and it was really just cemented as I watched the live action version because they're sung slightly differently, right? Like, I mean, it's the same song, but just people pronounce things differently. Yeah. And there's one specific thing that came up that um, when I was like kind of like pitching this idea to, they were like, "Oh, I didn't know that was the word." So I'm glad that that um, I wasn't alone mm-hmm. um, in picking and thinking like, "Oh, I bet you some some people don't know that." So just a couple of um, chunks of the song I would like to explore. Because Sebastian sings it, and he's got a little bit of an accent. And I don't know about you, but like, I have a hard time distinguishing words when there's an accent involved. Like, I just don't have an ear for that. So, uh, a couple of of lines from this song. Wow, Greg, that's racist. No, stop it. <laughs> it's my kidding. own. It's my own. He's uh, like, speak America. Form. I would love to see you in Europe. <laughs> no, well, I mean, speak, like, speak American. <laughs> even in a, even here, right? Like with a uh, thicker Southern accent or. Uh, like a yeah. like a Boston accent, like I can't. I have to like really focus. Boston, um, uh, okay. a true bo- a true Boston accent is quite quite the the thing. It's fun, is what it is. I it enjoy is fun. It. I'm just making fun of you. Okay, sorry. Okay. Keep going. Thanks. Hating on the movie that I liked, making fun of my inability <laughs> to distinguish dialects, okay. accents. Yeah, jeez. Okay. Um, up on the shore, they work all day. Out mm-hmm. in the sun, they slave away. Okay. Then it was this line: While we devoting as in devoting, full time to floating under the mm-hmm. sea. And I just, I did not know that's what the line was. While well, we, in other devoting. words, while we are devoting full time to floating under the sea. Oh. I was like, oh. While we devoting full time to floating under the sea. Yes. Right? Like, it's so uh, out in the sun they slave away while we're devoting full time to floating devoting. under the sea. I was like, oh. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll remember Fine. that now. And then I'm going to be honest with you. I've read this like six times and I still don't think the lyrics are correct. So I want you all to, to, okay. to think think this through as I'm saying that. Okay. Right. 
the fish on the land ain't happy. Yeah. They sad because they in their bowl. But the fish in the bowl is lucky. They are in for a worser fate. I guess I'm speaking this instead of reading it. They in yeah. for a worser fate. One day when the boss get hungry, guess who's going to be on the plate? Question guess who's going to be on the plate? But they're basically they're saying, saying you're going to get a fish as a, like, you're basically having a pet fish, but then when your owner gets hungry, he's going to cook you. But see, <laughs> but it starts out with the fish on the land ain't happy. Fish they the sad because they in the bowl, but the fish in the bowl. bowl is lucky. But why are they lucky? It says they're in for a worser fate. That's what I don't understand. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make But the fish in the bowl is lucky. They're in for a worser fate. But what? <laughs> so i don't know what it all means yeah that's that's a little weird i think they were just looking for something to rhyme sounds fun yes so this is the part that i'm proud that i knew what was going on here and i this is the part that that i I, this is the one that i didn't know yeah this is the part that i was like i wonder okay so under the sea Mm -hmm. nobody beat us fry us and eat us in fricassee and you thought they were saying like try it, try us and beat us maybe intricacy. <laughs> <laughs> I I the words didn't make any sense to me. Try yes. us and beat us intricacy. Yes. I really didn't know it was fry us and eat us in fricacy. So fricacy is the term that we're talking about, right? Yeah, and that's just a dish of pieces of meat or vegetables stewed in stock and served in a white sauce. Another way, another words, a way yeah. to prepare a food, perhaps like fish or other seafood. Yeah. A dish of stewed, yeah, it's like a dish of stewed or fried pieces of meat served in a thick white sauce in fricassee. Yes. It's a great you, use of the I'm word because like, it... Have I ever had anything in fricassee? <laughs> I don't know. Don't you want it It is now? a great use of the word, but definitely for years and years and years, I thought it was intricacy, <laughs> which made no sense. So Makes you're welcome, no everyone. <laughs> in fricassee. It's just it's, not, yeah, it's just not not really um, articulated in that one. No, but. it's fun to say, though. But in the live action, they did. I noticed it when I was watching the live action yeah. because we already had our notes on these. I was like, he actually articulates it and in I, that I one. I thought they used it separately outside the song, too. I'm pretty sure they used the phrase I think so. somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's stay with this attraction and move to a different song. This is okay. Poor Unfortunate Soul. And mm. you you may know in the song, there's a little bit of a spell happening, and it's right there in the attraction. So yeah. here's what that spell is, and then we'll break okay. down the components of Ursula's spell. Okay. So <laughs> it is my favorite to sing that when you're leaving that attraction. I'm just gonna throw that in there because you're like in that like cave area and everything echoes really well in there. Like, just do it. It'll make you so happy when um, I'm talking not to you, Greg, because I know you won't do that. But <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, when you're leaving the Voyage of the Little Mermaid in that little tunnel area, just. And if you're It'll not listening to this podcast, how are you hearing this? Could we, I, we need we need to take a full time out. We need to take a full beat to just. I'm going to be nice to fully admire your voice, Beth, because that like that was actually really beautiful. Not <laughs> so much welcome. the second one because I was more jokey, but the first one I was like, oh my god, is this Jody Benson? It's my favorite. I, I just, would just I like to you. say that 
you know, I like to give you a Thank hard you. time about things, Thank but you. your voice is actually like really nice. <laughs> Little Mermaid's my girl. You know, what's I up. am very jealous. Okay, I don't think I, I ever sing. really knew the words to this. And so I'm glad you're explaining because I feel like in my head, I just kind of made up words. So it's let's, let's talk about what the real words are. They're all are fun here. phrases. Okay. So yeah. um, Beluga Savruga refers to caviar mm. harvested from Savruga sturgeon. And those sturgeon happen to live in the Caspian Sea. So beluga think whale. And yeah. then savruga is a type of sturgeon and they live in the Caspian Sea. And caviar Caspian are eggs, sea. right? So it's yeah. the eggs of the savruga version of sturgeon, which is a fish that live in the Caspian Sea. Oh, Why they chose those words, this I guess we don't meta. know. But it is a high, it's a high uh, yeah. caliber type of caviar. It is among the most expensive versions okay. of caviar. Yeah. So that's why they're using it. It's like, Font, you know. It's fancy. And, and the, the sea witch would toe. maybe know that. <laughs> so she's going, this is like, it's a top shelf spell item for her, I guess, is yeah. what she's doing. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a little mermaid version of in a dead man's toe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. The next okay. is larynx glossitis. And mm-hmm. it's an interesting pairing of words. You, you yeah. may have heard of the phrase the larynx before. It's a part of the body. Yes. It is between the pharynx and the trachea. It's all part of the respiratory tract for humans. It's Maybe where, that like, part you've heard of. Your voice comes from. Yeah, but but glossitis is a medical condition in which the tongue is swollen, possibly a different color, and it also sometimes makes the surface of the tongue appear smooth. Normally, you have the little ridges, like little taste bud bumps on there. Yeah. But glossitis um, is a, a swelling of the tongue that also makes it smooth. Like something's up, something's wrong with your tongue. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. The next line starts out with a little bit of French, um, et max laryngitis. The word et, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm Americanizing it, et, yeah. is basically and. And then the okay. rest is what you think it is, max laryngitis, a.k.a. like the full version of yeah. losing your voice. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that makes sense. And the last line is a little bit of Italian with la voce. Or the voice. La voce to me. Yeah, which of course is indicating, you know, transferring your voice uh, over to me. I always said la la dolce to me. (laughs) Give me your sweets. Uh, Basically, yeah. (laughs) Calling on the top shelf version of caviar, pulling in a spell that references the part of the respiratory tract for human that involves like the kind of where the voice production is, as well as a disease that is the swelling of the tongue. All to result in a full, like full-fledged version of voice loss, like laryngitis, and then giving the voice from Ariel to. Sounds like Ursula. sea witch stuff to me. It I don't know like about sea you. Witchery. Sounds like sea witchery to me. Mm. Mm, now you'll never unhear it. Mm-hmm. You'll be listening for all the words, <laughs> and then you can be like, "Do you know what that is?" You know what. Larix Glanza. I think that for me, the takeaway, the one that I'll remember the most is Beluga Savruga, because that's a, to me, that's the most fun Beluga, of all these phrases Savruga. to say. Beluga. Yeah. It's just that is Savruga Sturgeon Fish eggs. What is the other one? Larynx Savritis, whatever? Larynx Glossitis. Larynx Glossitis just sounds, now that you've explained it to me, I'm like, ew. Sounds like something's oozing with that. Like right? a slimy tongue. Yes. No thanks. Mm. Okay, let's hop over to Pirates of the Caribbean or Ooh. Caribbean, however you want to say it. Um, and we're going to talk about Yoho, which we My talked ho. last week. Your ho. Uh, we talked last week about who wrote that, which was Exitensio. Yeah. Uh, because it was when he passed away and he was like 98. Um, but there's a lot of, this is another one kind of like Haunted Mansion where there's a lot of different lyrics. You're like, what are they saying? Do we have a clip of this one? I do. Here we go. Okay. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We 
snort, we dozer, we filch and sack, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Marauding and bezel and even hijack, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yeah, okay, so the first part we can kind of understand and the last part. But that middle part where it says we extort and pilfer, we filch and sack. I was like, okay, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, I don't know what filch is. Um, but filch and sack, sorry, pilfer and filch both mean to steal. Mm. And it's usually things of little value. So when you talk about we extort, we pilfer and filch, and we sack, pilfer and filch basically just kind of mean the same thing. It's like we steal things of little value because we're pirates. And that's what we do, and it's a pirate's life for me. And they're really, they're really putting out the vibes for stealing. Way to go, Disney. <laughs> they are pirates. <laughs> um, I've heard use of the word pilfer quite a bit with like work-related things. I'm not saying I have oh. done this, but I'm saying like let's just say you're at work and you were to take like a couple of paper clips, yeah, or like a pen home. That would be a you're pilfer. Pilfering because what you're taking is really of minimal value, yeah. but it is technically like not yours. Right, like you're stealing just to steal for the sake of it, because you, because yeah. you're a baddie. <laughs> Yeah, and this is what we, you do. You're a baddie. We pilfer, we filch and sack. Filch and sack. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And that was one that I was listening to and was like, um, huh? What are they talking about? And they're using the so word sack go. as a verb, which is yeah. interesting. Well, um, I kind of looked, I feel like I looked that up too and was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. It does. I just, really... I did a quick Goog whilst yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to read verbatim here. While a sack is often just a bag as a mm-hmm. verb, it can do a lot more. A boss oh. might sack or fire an employee who's no longer needed. In American football, if you sack a quarterback, you tackle him. But this comes from the other meaning of sack, which is to raid and plunder a town, a.k.a. Yeah. be a freaking pirate. Or like ransack, like the word yeah. like ransack. It's kind of the same thing. Exactly, yes. Um, <clears throat> they probably would have put ransack in there, but they couldn't fit it in the rhyming. Too many so syllables. To sack, to sack. So yeah, to steal and ransack, all the things. Okay. Pirates Sounds life like- for me. Sounds like pirate behavior to me. Yeah. All right. That's all I have for the parks. Do you have any more for the parks? I do. I got two more. We'll stay in Magic Kingdom. Okay, great. Let's okay, move great. over to Philhar Magic because yeah. there is at least two movies in there that have lyrics that I was like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> um, one of which is the Lion King section where it's just yeah. can't wait to be king. There are ah! a couple. Stop it. Oh, sorry. Not that one. Well, no. The, we'll, we'll get there as a bonus. Okay, okay. But for the attraction, the just can't wait to be a, a king's can't just can't wait to be king song. There are a couple of words in there. I, I didn't know when I was a kid first hearing it. I feel like these are things I've I've learned up. But there's the line. I'm brushing up on looking down, working mm-hmm. on my roar. And then I had no idea what Zazu said until I was older. So he says working on my roar. And then Zazu says thus far. A rather uninspiring thing. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it was the thus far part. I was like, what? You're oh. saying Jafar? I had never, like, never. Oh. It never fully. I had, I had heard those lyrics correct, I think. Okay. For once. Thus far, a thus rather far, uninspiring thing. Uninspiring. Okay. Also, Later. Have, you seen all, have you seen all the memes about when they're talking about, like, um, Simba was sure sad about his dad's death for someone who just sang a song about, I can't wait to be yes. king? <laughs> Made me laugh. You know what? He was turning a negative into a positive. It's true. Okay, sorry. Um, later on in the song, Simba is talking about standing in the spotlight, and he says, mm-hmm. or, and, and the song goes, let every creature go for broke and sing. Let's hear it in the herd and on the wing. It's going to be King Simba's finest fling. So I'm assuming they were desperate to rhyme, so they went with mm-hmm. the word fling, but it's the let every creature mm-hmm. go for broke phrase. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because it's it's an idiom when when right. you're talking about going for broke. It's an, another way of saying take a big risk, even if it means 
losing everything in the process. Go all but, out. Yeah, like go mm-hmm. all out, go go buck wild, if you will. Mm-hmm. It just an like I, I never really heard that line of let every creature go for broke and sing. Mm-hmm. Like, what I just need to know what are the creatures wi- like risking in singing the praises of King, 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 possibly King Simba. Just an interesting like who's who's anti Simba other than maybe Scar, Scar and the hyenas. Well, it sounds like Zazu. <laughs> yeah, Zazu's a little sass machine and is not mm-hmm. on board. <laughs> well, interesting. Okay. Zazu is telling Simba to sashay away in this. Yeah, thing. he is. Um, but since we're on the topic of the Lion King, I mm-hmm. I just I feel like we have to talk about the opening words yes. to the Circle of Life. And if you're if you're unfamiliar, one, how dare you? And two, here is the <laughs> beginning to Circle of Life. So you're familiar with that, right? And we all make up our own things. Of course, the literal transition is uh, pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Everyone knows that. But um, no, what it's what it's really saying is, here comes a lion, father. Oh yes, it's a lion. Mm-hmm. Here comes a lion, father. Oh yes. It's a lion, and it gets even better. A lion we're going to conquer. A lion. A lion and a <laughs> leopard come to this open place. So so there's all of that mm. going on there. It's a lion. Oh, it is a lion. Yes. It's a lion. Oh, it is a lion. The word, in, and I'm going to mispronounce this, everybody, but the li- the word Ingunyama, in which is the one you hear repeated quite a bit, that's, that's Zulu it's for Ingunyama. lion. Mm, um, Inwinyama. Yes, Inwinyama. It's probably, I probably shouldn't be pronouncing the G. So yeah, just like you're saying, Inwinyama. So that's the word for lion. Mm-hmm. That happens to be in Zulu. There were other parts of the, the song and the movie that are Swahili and stuff. So it's really just there to illustrate how like the tapestry of languages in the for the continent of Africa, not just focusing on one part. But in other words, the opening parts of that song really don't say a whole lot. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just they're not like... But does it Super still make you feel the feels anytime you hear it? In Literally any every time form? the song starts, yes. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember during uh, COVID when the cast was together. It was yes. like when they were just getting back together for practices for the Broadway show. And it was mm. like they were posting videos online. And I'm like, listen, if you don't feel something when you listen to this, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, check yourself <laughs> for a pulse because I don't care might, who you are. You might be dead. I don't know the words. I don't know the words. One last one for the parks. And we've, okay. I think we've talked about this when we did a, like a deeper dive on um the navi river journey attraction but that was a while ago so maybe Mm -hmm. let's like let's uh go through this one more time so you may know that the shaman has a song uh and it sounds the shaman has a song like the big like kind of like the big reveal animatronic has her song which is quite the earworm but here's a little bit of that we'll talk about what she's saying What they're saying there is connected as one, oh great mother, we call out, we cry out calling, oh, ewa. 
And according to Navi Wiki, so there is a Wikipedia page their own language dedicated just to the Navi, right? Because it is someone studied that language created by what's his name? Um, mm-hmm. Ewa, also known as the All Mother or Great Mother, is the biological sentient guiding force of life and mm-hmm. the only known deity of the Navi. So they're calling out to their biggest Ewa. deity, the biggest god, basically. They definitely reference, I feel like they reference Ewa a lot more in the second one. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's basically like their god, Mother mm-hmm. Earth, essentially. And they believe, the Navi believe that Ewa acts to keep the ecosystem of Pandora in equilibrium. So they're yeah. they're paying their respects, so to speak, to the big god, the the chief mom, Ewa. Yeah. Of, well, it's of like everything comes from it and then everything goes to it. So like yes. you are born of it. And then when you die, like you'll learn in the second movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. <gasps> um, it's been out for a long time. But when I you die, you, you go back to, to mother. Like you go back to the earth, to Ewa. Mm. So. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen it, Greg, just get ready to cry because I did. Oh boy! But anyway, it was good stuff. Okay. But yeah, it, that one's always interesting to me because I'm like, okay, this was a language that was made up for like these films. Yes. Which is just a whole nother level of like, what? Like, how do like what? Um, I mean, these films were made in the '80s. I think they were written in the '80s. I believe. Um, did you know that about these no, films? Did not know that. The story. I don't know if the like. Uh, recent stories were like the the next three that are coming out um but i know the original one i think they were written in the 80s but he just didn't want to make them back then because the technology wasn't there yet for what he wanted it to look like that's why he waited so long it's wild so anyways um okay should we go to the movies now yes there's some good ones in the movies (laughs) um okay let's start with frozen do we have a sound clip for this one or no no all right i'll just sing it uh (laughs) just kidding so in Frozen, this one my brother actually brought up to me, but I was like, yeah, I guess a lot of, he's like, a lot of kids don't know what this means. Most adults probably don't really know what this means, but it's um, when she sings, when Elsa sings, frozen fractals all around. Most people are like, what is a fractal? Mm. Frozen fractals all around. Was that good? Was that good? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Adina Menzel. Okay. Um, so a fractal is a term, it's a mathematic term. Um, it's a curve or a geometric figure, each part of which has the same statistical character as the whole. Fractals oh. are useful in modeling structures such as eroded coastlines or snowflakes, in which similar patterns recur at progressively smaller scales and in describing partly random or chaotic phenomena, such as a crystal growth, uh, fluid turbulence, or a galaxy formation. Interesting. I mean, so, crystal growth could refer to like the crystallization of like moisture into snowflakes, right? right. It's so like that's snowflakes. interesting. Mm-hmm. Every snowflake is essentially a fractal. So, frozen fractals. You're welcome, everyone. All around. All around. Frozen fractals all around. And now um, you'll I be s- hearing that for the rest of the day. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I see on your list you you have an Aladdin, and I also have two from Aladdin. So, you want to share Let's yours, and I'll share mine. I'll, I'll share mine I'll show if you, you share yours. <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me you. Um, okay, do we have any sound clips for it or no? Nope. Okay, great. So Friend Like Me is, do we have a Friend Like Me? Is it the same song? No, different Different songs. All right. So the song that I have is Friend Like Me, and it is when Jeannie is singing, obviously Friend Like Me, but he says, we pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shah. And I think I always made up something for shah. I don't (laughs) know if I just was like, I don't know what that word is, but um, you might be thinking, what is a shah? And a shah is, uh, it's a Persian word, and it means... Literally, it means king. So mm. it's a royal title that was historically used by the leading figures of Iranian monarchies. So that's why he says, 
You're the boss, the king, the Shah. The Shah. The Shah. What do you have? Uh, I have uh, Prince Ali and one jump ahead. Is that the official one? One jump ahead of the... Yeah. Okay. So from Prince Ali, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in here, but I never really paid attention to Prince Ali's name because Jafar kind of like makes fun of it a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the line is Ali Prince Boo. Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababwa. But I never knew like as a kid, and I remember seeing this movie in the movie theater, right? I, like, I, mm-hmm. So I was like seven maybe, if that when yeah. it came out, six or seven. Um, but the, the Ababwa... Old. Shut up. But the Ababwa, <laughs> I know, I deserve it. Walk right into it. The Ababwa part refers to the fictional fictional kingdom that Genie created as part of Aladdin's wish to be prince. So oh. when uh, Aladdin asked to be a prince as part of like the, the spell, if you will, Genie created the place of Ali Babwa and made a prince Ali Ababwa, meaning the prince of that place called Ababwa. Ababwa. I don't know why Ababwa, but that's there. Yes. And I just thought that was like the genie kind of like flourishing out a name of some kind, but I never really thought about it. Yeah, like I don't know what in our heads we were like, yeah, that's Ali Ababwa. Like like, we don't know where that came from. Hello. Who doesn't know Ali Ababwa? Um, So uh, next line is, now try your best to stay calm. Brush up your Sunday salam. Not to be mm-hmm. confused with Salam. your Sunday salami, which is how you make ah, a sandwich on the weekend. Salam and good morning. <laughs> yes. He's, he says it in that part too. Yeah. And uh, salam is a, is a greeting, just like you, you used mm-hmm. it in that sentence, a common greeting anyway. Um, you may remember that that's the line in the original, but in the live action remake, the line was switched to brush up your Friday salam. And if you're wondering, mm-hmm. I am explaining the lyric really in the live action version the uh, day of the week was changed because Friday is the Islamic holy day of the week, not mm. Sunday. And we kind of like incorrectly assumed. They like made it like a Christian thing for yes. the and animated. Yes, it, it is not the case. I mean, as a kid, I, I was not picking up on that. But yeah. if you're wondering yeah. why it switched, that's why it switched in the live action version. Mm. Um, and then okay. over in One Jump, One mm-hmm. Jump Ahead, I don't know why this lyric bothers me so much, okay? And I know I'm being petty and y'all mm. have to deal with it. I think it's maybe because no one uses this phrase. Certainly not kids. Kids these days, and even I think when we were kids, this is not something we were using. So here's the here are the lines. One okay. jump ahead of the slow pokes. One mm-hmm. skip ahead of my doom. Next time, gonna use a nom de plume. And the phrase... Gonna use a nom de plume. Nom de plume. Do you know what that means? I know I've heard it, but off the top of my head, I can't tell you what it no, means. No, and I, and I don't mean to call you out. Sorry. I just mean no. like... Because you were singing it confidently. I was like, oh, I wonder. Yeah. But that's the thing is like as a kid, I'm like, you know, you just sing along with it. But and it essentially oh, yeah. means uh, a pen name, nom de plume. Uh, Think about it. Yeah, nom, yeah. name, plume. That's the, right. Okay. Writing utensil. So yeah. in other words, like an alias, a pseudonym, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So in other words, next time he's going to use a fake name so that there's not so much negative energy around the name Aladdin. He's, you know, he's using a fake mm-hmm. name. Or they but know who, who he is. Yeah. Who? Who, give me a list of names, is using the phrase nom de plume. Nom de plume in America. In America. And then in a kid's movie, like that's that's right. a, a, a phrase that is elevated, right? That's Listen, not a Listen, maybe they kid. were just trying to educate us, okay? They were like, you kids need to learn some new words. Ask your parents what these well, mean. there's not enough context there to learn what the word means. It's okay for it to be a learning experience if there's context that clues you in. I don't think there's strong enough context for yeah. you to figure out what it is. Some little kid's not asking about that, you know? No. We're making up our own words. Exactly. All right, I'm going now to 
a movie that we are should all be fond of, and that is Mary Poppins. Oh. And this is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Do you have a sound clip for that one? No? Okay. Did you know that this is an actual word in the dictionary now? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is used to describe something that is extremely good, super, amazing, or excellent. Oh. It is a real word. It's listed in most dictionaries if you look them up. And it was made famous in the 1964 movie Mary Poppins. Interesting. Because it's a song. Isn't it nuts? The song, like, it was a song about a made-up word, essentially, right? Right. But, but now that now word is a real, a real word, word in our real dictionaries. Yeah. Interesting. It's really in there. It's kind of like, um, what was the song? Or no, what was the word that became a real word? I feel like it was the one Beyonce did. Why can't I think of it? Surfboard. <laughs> Surfboard. Have you been watching New Girl? No. Surfboard. Surfboard. <laughs> um, I think it was. Bootylicious. It was like, I think it was bootylicious or something like that. That became like an actual word in the dictionary. Just... I think it is. And I'm glad because it's really difficult to describe me without using the word bootylicious. That's true. So I think bling there. was another one. Okay. Um, bling was another one that was added to the dictionary that like we made up. But anyways. So. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Can you say it really fast? I cannot. <laughs> I think you've got one more. Me? Yeah. Okay, this is my last one. And this is from the movie. We do have a sound clip for this one, don't we? Yeah. This is from the movie Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, please go look this one up. Okay. It has a one Miss Angela Lansbury in it. If you don't know who that is, she's the voice of Mrs. Potts on the original Bo- Beauty and the Beast. I almost said Booty and the Beast. Booty and the um, Beast. Beauty and the Beast, um, but she's actually, this is live action. It's like live action and kind of like how Mary, Pox, Mary Poppins was live action and cartoon. It's got some of that in there, but um, this is a very weird song, so let's play it. Sure. Draguna Macquadis, Tracorum Satis D. Draguna Macquadis, Tracorum Satis D. Draguna Macquadis, Tracorum so this is the, um, the song is called Stu- Substitutiary Locomotion. So you can hear her sing that. And they're saying, Traguna Maquitis Tracorum Satis D. And these are all terms for elements. So Traguna oh. means wood. Maquitis means metal. Tracorum means earth. Satis means water. And D means fire. And if you watch oh. this part of the film, they're trying to get something to move. So they're like saying these terms in like a can like an incantation yeah you know satanic type stuff type, type <laughs> things um and they're trying to get like these shoes and stuff to move and what they're like trying to get to move are the elements so that's why they're like saying this and then it's substitution substitute <sighs> substitutionary locomotion so that's what this whole song is about but um i was like this was one of the songs that came to mind when we were talking about lyrics. Yeah. I'm like, most people are like, what in the world are they talking yeah, about Yeah, what here? are they saying? Traguna, Maquitus, Tracorum, Satis, D. <laughs> I had to visit the doctor once for my coitus. <laughs> so I related uh, to that one line. Substitutionary locomotion. Anyways, it's such a great movie. Did you watch this movie growing I've up I've never as a kid? seen it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And there's probably things in it that you'll be like, oh, that's where that's from. Okay, I'll um, have to check it out. Yeah. And I th- want to say the kids are the same ones from Mary Poppins. Oh. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's the same kids. Okay. I'll have to take a look. I may be totally wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure at least one of them is in Mary Poppins, if not both of them. 
All right. That's all I got. What do you have? Anything else? That's it. That was the end. I know there's some other ones out there. Please share with us if there's some other ones that you were like, I always thought this was this. We would love to hear that. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to hear. One of some things that you thought, or if you just sang Disney lyrics wrong, what did you sing them as? I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, bonus points if you sing it in a message to us. Okay. I feel like it's been a while since we've done that because last week was like a whole news episode, but yeah. Uh, it's chaos down here, Tom. Breaking news. Um, if you haven't heard and you've maybe been under a rock this week, there was a bear, a black bear, um, captured near Magic Kingdom Park. So today, half of the park basically closed down and it just like reported, reports started flying. Um, but yeah, so it looks like they tranquilized it. Um, it says that the FWC safely, safely captured the adult. It was an adult female bear spotted in a tree. And the um, their bear was captured in a backstage area northeast of the rivers of America. So, I mean, they are close. I mean, there's like a lot of land back there. Black bears are like everywhere. But, um, yeah, they said they're going to relocate it to the Ocala National Forest, to which I was telling this story to Doug. And I don't know why I was saying laugh, but I was like, yeah, so they're going to um, relocate it to the um, Ocala National Forest. And I was telling him the story. I was like, oh, yeah, they captured it. And he's like, oh, you mean shot it? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you mean they shot and killed that bear? I was like, no, they said, he's like, yeah, they shot it. <laughs> uh, well, I think they shot it with the tranquilizer gun. It does look like, I think they killed them. I think it's going to live. I think it was a female, right? I'm not sure. It was a female. Okay. It was a female black bear. Um, but yeah, we have them like around here in our house, like around our neighborhood. And it's crazy because we're like, what? Like, where do you, where did this come from? Yeah. I mean, um, it, there are yeah. bears around. Like I've, I've you yeah. know, I've seen bears in our neighborhood here couple Listen, times she probably was just like you know there's some food over here that smells real good i've been smelling it for a while i just want to check it out bear's gonna bear man we're in their backyard okay they're not in it's our true. backyard we're in their backyard they're gonna bear they just wanted a churro but yeah so that was the big like hoopla of the day definitely um, was big hoopla. Every, everyone was like why is half the park closed what's going on um so i hated it for those that had park tickets for today <laughs> um but i think it was like around lunchtime late lunch where they they kind of cleared it all up so yeah that's pretty much all I had. I just wanted to never know. That. You never know what's going to happen, you never basically. Know. All right, let's go back in time with some Disney history, as always, brought to you in partnership with The Mouse. Let's check them out on Instagram, TikTok, their website, daily Disney content, and most importantly, they're fans of Disney history like us. And that's why yeah. we bring you a little Disney history nugget every week. Um, I'll kick us off. I'll yeah. bring us to 1982 Ooh. when a Disneyland entertainment cast member got a pretty important job. His name is Ron Schneider. He had been appearing in their Golden Horseshoe review over in Disneyland Park, but he got here in Orlando this week in 1982 to prepare for his newest role. And that role was to play a wizard named Dreamfinder for yeah. Epcot's Journey into Imagination Pavilion. And that pavilion debuted uh, when the park opened up in October of 1982. However, the actual attraction of Journey to Imagination didn't open until the spring the following year. But uh, Mr. Ron Schneider was here playing the part of Dreamfinder all the way back in 1982. 
Ah, oh, Greg, thanks for bringing that up and telling <laughs> everyone the history of my buddy Ron. <laughs> I had some people message me about my my uh, <laughs> voice last week about oh figment. Um, my friend Lauren was like, I am driving to work and I'm dying at your <laughs> figment impression. I'm like, that's kind of his voice. Like, he kind of sounds like this. Um, but anyway, so there it is for you again. Oh, um, can we also talk about how I die every time I see that video of him like walking out of the tunnel and tripping and falling? Oh no, I'm like, poor Figgy. All, yeah, I was like, of all the days to like for this to happen, it's like the first time he walks out and just yep. eats it. Because uh, of course people are using it as really good memes now. But anyways. Of course. All right, I'm taking us to 2002. And because we were doing Disney lyrics today, I felt it fit to do this. Um, this one. So this week in 2002, Walt Disney Records released Disney Mania, featuring classic Disney songs performed by acts like NSYNC, Usher, Aaron Carter, Hilary Duff, and Christina Aguilera. We do have a sound clip for this, so you're welcome, everyone, in advance. One of the coolest CDs of the new year is Disney Mania. Disney is totally cool when mixed with some of your favorite music artists. Let's see who they are. You can check out Aaron Carter, oh. Hillary Duff, A-Teens, No Secrets, Jump 5, Smash Mouth, Smash Usher, Usher. Sync, and many more singing the Disney songs they like best. The many more were Jessica Simpson, the Baja Men, and Ashanti, in case you're, in case you're keeping track at Those home. good ones. Okay, before Greg sends us off with a lovely quote, as he always does, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney pods. You can follow us, uh, follow along with us on Instagram as well. We are at That Park Life Podcast. And if you want to leave us a question, you can do so on our Instagram highlight. It's called Ask Beth and Greg. Well, we could potentially answer some of your questions that you have there on the pod. Uh, to follow our personal Instagram accounts, I am at the real Beth McDonald, and I am at the Disney Greg. And if you haven't really got enough of us uh, here, you can follow along with us on our other projects, where um Greg is at the Quick Escape Pod, and I am at Simplistic Thrills. If you want to submit a request for an episode, share a cast member uh, magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic, you can head over to our website where all things That Park Life Podcast are done. So it's thatparklifepodcast.com. You can submit your magic gram there. You can listen to episodes there. You can search for episodes there. All the things are on our website. Lastly, if you want to join our lovely gang of Dis nerds, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklife. And lastly, don't forget our Amazon shopping list as well. The link will be in the description of this. We have many things that we love to suggest for you for the parks or Disney running weekends. So check that out as well. All right, Greg, take it away. I thought, what a better way to end this episode than to give you a quote from one of the country bears. Maybe you don't know his name. Don't make fun of me. Beth is making fun of how I like to put my fingers on the side you of my head when I'm talking. You do this a lot. I've noticed All that the recently. Time. <laughs> I also le- lean on my hand a lot, and I decided mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, no one cares. At work. Okay. So anyway, one of the country bears, his name is Ernest. Not mm. like Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest, and a different Ernest the Bear. Ernst. <laughs> and Ernest once said, and these are really words to live by, mm-hmm. don't do si with a go-go. If you can't bite, don't growl. And he repeats, if you can't bite, don't growl. And if that's not good life <laughs> advice, everybody, I don't know what is. 
So we'll see you all next week when I'll talk a little bit about my staycation and stuff we did around the parks. Good stuff. See you next week. Bye, everyone.